Hey everyone, this is Lolo and Jules, and welcome to Throwing Shine, a podcast to help you live your life with a little more sparkle. We're senior master instructors at Cycle Bar, BFFs from opposite coasts, and we're taking a spin on playing nice. Word to the wise, don't underestimate us good girls. We love to laugh, we skip the small talk. We love hard and we always keep it real. Throwing Shine is honest conversations about life. Dedicated to illuminating the good within ourselves and spreading it to others. So take a seat at the nice girls table where you're always welcome. And we've always got the tea. Why, hello, hello, hello. This is Lolo. I got Jules on the line too. And this is episode two of Throwing Shine. Jules, you there? Episode two, what it do. <laughs> uh, Jules, I want to let you know, uh, we did surpass our goal of seven listeners. What are we, we at, are up- 14? Yeah, no, no. We are up to 235 plays. So I don't know about you, but boop, boop. I'm a little bit taken aback. Uh, but we wanted to throw some shine out there because we certainly appreciate those of you who are listening and sharing about it on Instagram. In fact, Jules, what did you create this week? Well, we are officially on Instagram as Throwing Shine Podcast, and you can find us at, at throwing.shine. That's our handle. So many of you guys are awesome and already hopped on and followed us, but if you haven't already yet, do so now. We plan on answering all of the DMs as soon as possible. Um, I'm laughing at myself saying this, thinking like people are dying to DM us, but you know, right? Hey, seven. Helpful. Hey, we let's let's have another goal of seven DMs. Okay. Yes, seven, seven DMs. DMs. I love it. The lucky seven, lucky seven. In fact, though, just so you guys know, four happens to be both Jules and I's favorite number. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, interesting little fact there, but moving on, uh, you know, as we find our groove here with this podcast, yep. I know that we we seem to always like to send each other music during the week. So let's make sure everybody's feeling groovy today. Do you got any tunes for us, Jules? You want a hype song? Girl, you know, I, I'm always down for a hype song. Okay. You know, this one's a throwback. I was Ooh. I was feeling a little vintage this week, um, you know, and this song is one that always puts me in a good mood. And I was feeling a little grinchy, a little cranky this week. And this one pulled me out of the dark depths. So oh, here we go. Here we I'm go. I'm excited. My hands are, we don't own the rights to this. My hands are sweating. I, I want to know what it is. <laughs> okay, here we go. Girl, my shoulders are shimmying and I'm snapping my fingers. Me too. Oh, is that is that the Eurythmics with uh, with Aretha? That's correct. That sisters are doing it for themselves. Let me see. Uh, two re- points for Lolo here. Two points for Lolo. I got the, right. the song right. Released in 1985. Oh, bless it. I was mm-hmm. five years old. That. I would have danced on the couch to that. I think you could have wormed to it. What about you? 
I, well, it was pre-worm days, but yeah, I definitely, I would have jumped on the couch and jumped off it. You, it's a, it's definitely a shoulder shimmy and like a, a big jazz walk song. Yes. Yes. Get those jazz hands out. You know and what in it fact- actually reminds me of is um, First Wives Club, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, I can I am visualizing the actors in it, but I cannot recall their names. What's her name with the K name? Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Yeah. Bette Midler. Love Bette Midler. And oh my God. And not Annette Benning. Oh my God. I'm Wasn't she in it? No, the there's the woman with the last name that starts with a K. Diane Keaton. Yes. I love her. She always wears suits on the red carpet. She's like, always girl. in a power suit. And I, that's also a feel good movie. So listen out there in quarantine land, if you're in a bad mood, here's your recipe, the Arrhythmics. And then you go watch first wives club. You can switch up the order, but it's going to make you feel good. Yes, it will. And if you are not listening to your quarantine music, remember that music can change the rhythm of your heartbeat. So it can get you in a better mood, get that blood pumping. And Jules and I are big advocates on pre-ride music at Cycle Bar. It will make or break your ride. We think it right, Jules. So Yes. And I actually pay much more attention to my hype music after you and I had a really great conversation about what a mood shifter it is for people to come into a room and have great music playing right off the bat. So I think that we can apply that in our own lives, right? Yes, yes, exactly. It can, it will get you, you know, taking one step in front of the other. So, Mm -hmm. so this week, Jules, as usual, we have had lots of lovely conversations Uh, Lots of time to reflect given this current environment or climate that we're in. And I loved learning more about you. And uh, we were talking about how we got into indoor cycling. And you made me laugh so hard telling me about your very first audition. But I would love for you to just share a little about that experience uh, when you got your feet wet so to speak. Yes. So I have very humble beginnings in the indoor cycling world. I began my journey as an indoor cycling instructor at the Koreatown YMCA. And I went out for this audition having zero experience other than getting spinning certified. Uh, And I also sat on that certification for an entire year because I was so nervous to actually go out and get a job with no experience. You know, have you ever made a resume and like the only thing on it is one certification course? It's kind of awkward. (laughs) Hey, got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. Right. I remember actually calling um, my mom and she was like, you need to list that you went to fashion school and you need to log that you've spent over a hundred hours on the bike. And I was like, how does she know how to do this anyway? So I went out for this audition wearing my best interview clothes. And I brought my little gym bag with me because it was going to be an interview. And then they were going to have me audition. And the interview was going great because I kind of nail interviews. If I'm going to give myself some props, I'm really good at being interviewed. I can make myself sound great. Um, Yes, but even though I'm dying inside. No, but you are very engaging in your own. That's one of your greatest strengths. I feel like that I've learned about you and watching you in your role currently, but okay. 
keep going. Also, Jules, to set the stage, you were working a full-time job. You were pursuing this indoor cycling as kind of a side hustle, right? Yes. I was working full-time as a manager at a high-end boutique, and I would work uh, 9 to 6, 30-ish every day on my feet. And I was looking for something else to do, make a little more cash and also just keep my passion going because I kept feeling this, I need more, I need more tug, you know? Um, so anyway, in the interview process, she goes, okay, we were going to audition you today. And actually the instructor who was going to teach at the five 30 class is sick. So would you be open to just teaching the class? Yeah. I, shit my pants basically I would I already start sweating for you my palms again are sweating now granted Mm -hmm. I love baptism by fire but that's that's next level I mean that's the definition of baptism by fire it was savage what am I gonna say no yeah right she'd be like okay next (laughs) right this is what you define as an active audition Mm mm-hmm so I said, oh, okay, sure. I had about 20 minutes to change, drink water, say prayers. Um, and then I pulled up one of my playlists that I so carefully curated with top 40. A lot of Flo Rida, a lot of Pink. It's good. Probably when people know Flo Rida songs, if I'm being honest. When um, people know the music, though, hey, they're going to feel ya, you. Absolutely. Know? It connects you. So I... I get ready to teach this class. I'm literally shaking. I don't know how to put on the mic. And I have two people in the entire class show up. So it's me, someone who is being kind and sticking around, even though I'm just a hot mess. And then the woman interviewing me, I taught the class. It actually went well. I felt like I was having fun after the first two songs. That's impressive. That's impressive. And let me hit pause real quick because... Mm -hmm. When you are teaching a class to two people, talk about attention being on you. You know, as an instructor, uh, you know, you you want to have those full classes, but there's nothing like having an intimate class like that. But there's a lot of pressure on you. So to top that off with the fact that this is actually an audition, too, I am so impressed and just in awe, shaking my head, going, holy moly. You know, thanks for pointing that out, because as you're saying that, I'm realizing that that was probably the universe's shove into this shit. Like, you know, my my spirit guides were like, here you go, boo. You wanted it. Here it is. Here's a taste of it. Yep, exactly. So I taught my 45 minute class to my lovely two people and I got offered the job right away. So, you know, there you go. Um, yeah, but I taught there for, uh, almost two years and I treated it like it was my own boutique cycling studio. Every time I would come in to teach, I would come in early. I would close all the blinds and make the room dark because the whole room was fluorescent lighting and, you know, floor to ceiling windows. So there was no intimacy. (laughs) Um, and it really grew to be this special class because I took the time to make it special and I got to know my writers and I'm actually friends with 
almost all the people who were my quote unquote regulars at that YMCA still, they'll drive to Culver City to come take my class today, which is amazing. That's incredible. There's so many thoughts going through my mind when you first told me this story, but then even right now, and I'm really excited for what we want to talk about today, because with the quarantine, it's given us some time to slow down and really reflect on our life. And, uh, you know, there are two buzzwords we're going to be talking about today, and I'll, I'll save them for a minute. But it's interesting that, you know, you mentioned you wanted, you were trying to discover that the passion, and this was first just going to be a hobby. But I'm curious if when you first went for this audition, did you think in the end that you would take this hobby as professionally as you did or with as much love and dedication that you did? Did you foresee that? I had goals that I wanted to do to be a successful instructor. So whatever that meant in my life, it I, I think it first meant finding a place that would hire me, right? Yeah. So it was kind of a step-by-step process for me. I didn't have an end game of, I want to be a master instructor, right? I didn't even know what that was. Yes. Um, but I knew as time went on, this is all I want to be doing. And if I never have to fold a pair of jeans again, <laughs> bless yeah. it. Yeah. So I, and I remember too, when I first got started um, teaching, I would have a lot of people say, oh, what a great hobby or, oh, nice. You can make some extra cash or this will be a great job for when you have kids because it's just, you know, you're gone for an hour. And I kind of, you know, they didn't mean anything mean by it, but it would kind of hurt because I, I, I knew it meant so much more to me. Yes. So then here's a question. Would you have auditioned for Cycle Bar back in the day had that been around? You know, right would off you have the bat? Yeah, right off the bat. Would you have would you have done it? No, I'm being honest. I didn't think I was good enough and I'm the kind of person that likes to be over extra mega prepared for new new things and okay. I know that it's nearly impossible because you can only know so much without the experience part of it. But I, like I said, I sat on my certification for an entire year before I went and auditioned because in my mind, I thought, well, I need one more year of practice. Yeah. Okay. It's so, because when I, uh, when you say about humble beginnings, we have talked about this. We are always so in awe when people come into audition for Cycle Bar and they are just, they're going for it with very little experience. They're maybe in a similar position to you that when you audition for the YMCA mm-hmm. um, or they, they really don't have, uh, they don't even have a certification and they, they're just interested in it and oh yeah blows my mind I I want to know how those people operate where yeah what's it like to not overanalyze your capacity to do something new it's fascinating and it's it's bold and I just applaud those kind of people yes and that's where I think during this time like even for for myself and I've discussed this with you but pursuing this podcast 
it's forcing me to get outside my comfort zone, which is always something I've loved to do. And when I reflect back on my, my 20s and even my 30s, but more so my 20s, there was that tenacity within myself. And I don't know if you felt the same, but just sometimes you were, you were pursuing or the self-discoveries and the boldness that you had to go out there and try things because you were pursuing those things that were interest to you. Yes. And then you're discovering that you're passionate about it. And then it's leading you to discover hopefully some purpose or find purpose with it. Absolutely. I think passion, like we talked about this week, is the first step in discovering your true purpose. Yes. And isn't it interesting that during this time with the quarantine, I think it's safe to say many people are reflecting on what they are passionate about, as well as if they feel that they have a purpose, because whether or not your job was affected by COVID-19 or uh, just slowing down, you know, we're all affected by it in some capacity. So it's just, it's interesting to reflect. And I, I think for myself, if I had been given the chance to go out after cycle bar for my first audition, I would have, because that's just, I, I like that. Like you Ooh. said, you love baptism by fire, right? Yes. Yes. But in, in hindsight, looking back, I don't think I'd be in the position I am today where I feel well-equipped and I feel like the greatest thing I've gotten with Cycle Bar, what Cycle Bar has a- allowed me to do is find my, live within my greatest purpose, which is teaching others or helping others find their purpose Amen. in this platform. You know, so... Um, but I think it's, uh, I was talking about this with Jason and asking him, you know, Jason is my Mm co-pilot just in case people are like, who's Jason. And I was, (laughs) I was asking him, you know, what do you, when you look back on your life in your twenties, uh, how, how is it differing from life right now? Because Jason, by the way, is seven years younger than me. Yeah. I Rocks you the cradle. Thirsty. Oh, girl, you know it. You know it. I'm young at heart. So, but pause, I want to pause you. I agree. You are so young at heart and you're also very age ambiguous. Uh, the first time I met you, I'm like, she could be 24. She could be 34. I have no idea. I love it. I'm smiling. Yes. Age. And I think it, it's, that's a whole nother episode we can mm-hmm. talk about. Yes. But he was saying that I was asking him if he felt that he was more bold in his 20s um, or if he had more tenacity or just lived closer to the edge of life, you know, because there's that uh, maybe you're you feel a little invincible. We've talked about that. Fearless. Fearless. Yes. There's just you're not afraid of the consequences. And what he said and shared with me was that, well, yeah, over the years, then I be- started becoming more mature and having more responsibilities, which then led to making different decisions and also d- pursuing life with different uh, purpose. Right. So 
Uh, but it's just interesting to reflect on that. I, I, as you're saying that, I'm realizing that there is no way in sweet hell I would have made it as an indoor cycling instructor in my early 20s. I, I, I mean, we've talked about it. The, yeah. The hooligan days. Yeah. And through getting that out of my system early on, I think it really truly prepared me for the job I have now because I mean, knock on wood, I've never slept through a class. I've never taught a class hungover. And I mean that I, I take it too seriously. Um, and I will come home early if I know I have to get up in the morning. And I think in my Jules hooligan days, I would have probably been fired or, you know, been a terrible hungover Courtney love style instructor. That's okay. You know, if you have, if you had that, but that's where I think it's so it, it's not to say that you can't be go after something in your earlier years. It just would have been uh, pursued differently or the results, what you yield would have been very different. The results you know? is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, it's, it's just, I'm always taken aback when I, because we work with a lot of people in their early twenties and kudos to you for pursuing this and getting up there, uh, and. Oh, Lola, you just to take, a little bit. Are you there? uh, more time to, because you're, you're just having fun and you're enjoying it. So it's not that it has to be taken seriously. Not everything in life has to be taken seriously. Right. I actually really like that perspective. I, you broke up a little bit when you were talking about that. So just to make sure I didn't miss anything, you were saying that people in their early 20s or younger pursuing fitness, it, sometimes it can work out for them because of their fearlessness and also just the, the place they're in and their yes, life. Yes. And they're correct? just learning, learning okay. along the way, because that was myself. I've always for the most part, with the exception of one year, I have close to two decades in health and wellness. So I started teaching in my 20s. Uh, but I, I'm glad that I wasn't up on a cycle bar stage because I just, I wasn't equipped yet with enough experience for what I want to accomplish with within my role right now. But I, I still, it right. wasn't that I w- was doing a bad job. I was just so different. I, I was trying so hard. So I was so bold. It's kind of, you know, you even look at, this sounds ridiculous, but when you look back at when Oprah first started doing her, her TV show, she was very bold when she would interview people. There was this energy behind her voice and so there's, there is definitely something to be said when you, when you get the experience and you get the calmness and the self-assurance of who you are. But that tenacity when you start off in something and you actively pursue it, and, I, and you've said this in the conversations with me this week, that how for the first two to three years when you were in indoor cycling, you didn't really know who you were as a person. So you were trying to Correct. be this 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 sexy jewels and it just wasn't really working for you. No, ma'am, it wasn't. And I feel like people could read right through me because I wasn't being authentic. And 
you are so good at pointing out the good in people. It's one of the major, I'd say one of your key strengths that you are able to see people's next level, great qualities and key strengths. And, um, you pointed out to me that I uh, have a disarming nature and I'd have to say that that key strength initially I looked at, I didn't find as a strength in my career. I, I thought, well, if I'm not sexy and I'm not super shredded and have a six pack and, uh, you know, I, I can't hit a, a splits or do yoga. I'm, I'm worthless in the fitness industry in Los Angeles. And God bless Cycle Bar for really paving the way, in my opinion, for being inclusive of all bodies, ages, races, walks of life instructors. Amen right? to that. Yes. Allowing you to authentically shine. Yes. So Lolo, I want to just pause for a second and talk about a passion of yours that's been reawakened in quarantine. Oh, do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I think I do. Tell them. Tell them, girl. So over the years, I've always worked in some capacity within health and wellness, whether it was a fitness director, leading classes, health coaching, a wellness coordinator, a director of marketing at the Hilton Head Health Institute, or I had my own coaching business, um, working with triathletes, uh, endurance, or endurance specific athletes. I've done, I've done my realm of various disciplines over the years, but the common denominator has always been some form of coaching and essentially some form of teaching. So helping people uh, become the best version of themselves to, if that sounds kind of hokey, but not at all, really through this quarantine, I love it because this time has allowed me to reflect on all the experiences I've had over the years and finally connect the dots and dive into something that I'm really passionate about, but also that I have a lot of purpose with now. And so that is uh, just, it's coaching people on helping them discover what it is that, that they, they want to be and then how they're going to go about achieving it. And so that's what we did with, uh, we did a workshop with our team showing up our best. And then I'm, I'm pursuing it um, with other people and, and holding workshops on it. But I think it's, uh, if you can discover where you are most powerful and most influential and find a way to live there, that is where you're going to align your passion and your purpose. Yes. And I want to add that your workshop um, with discovering how to show up as your best really, really did amazing things for my confidence levels at this time and in life just in general. So thank you for that. Um, I felt, I feel like that's the work you put in and the advice you've given me over the past few weeks, I would have paid hundreds and hundreds of dollars for it. And so I just, I see big things for you, my friend, and I'm so excited that this quarantine reawakened that area of your life and I cannot wait to see what's next for us on this podcast and with you in your coaching career it's incredible oh thank you so much Jules that means 
so much coming from you and your support and also the support of Cycle Bar because the education we have received from our brand and then the support in allowing us to be who we are authentically and giving us the tools and then the experience of going out on the road and coming into contact with hundreds of people, uh, mm -hmm. including our riders, you know, what we learn from our riders. But I just want to say thank you. And it's, it's interesting because I've worked with thousands of people over the course of my career uh, with health coaching, you know, the city of Charlotte, one year I did close to 1200 individual health coaching sessions, which is wow. it, that, that is a very aggressive schedule in on, in full honesty, yes. that is, that's not healthy for a health coach. When was this, when was this in your that life? That was uh, 2016. It was right before I, I took a break from teaching. And so, but I was feeling a little lost without the teaching. And so that was, um, I still was a health coach when I came on with Cycle Bar. I would work 40 hours a week as a health coach at a clinic uh, in downtown Charlotte, or they call it Uptown. And then I would teach anywhere from five to seven Cycle Bar classes. Uh, but I ended up, you know, I, I, it wasn't for me in the long run because I was missing it wasn't serving me in the capacity that I, that I needed anymore. So that's where. Isn't it, isn't it incredible to reflect on your work ethic slash hustle when you are entering a new passion? Yes. Yes. It's like this podcast and with you. And that's what I love about it because we're able, we're scratching the surface. You know, we have a passion for working with people we're passionate about our friendship, but we have talked about, we have an idea of what our purpose is with this podcast, but let's be real. We're going to have to, we're going to, we're going to learn as we go that lovely learning curve in life. You know, we're, yes. we're just getting started with this. So we're, we're teaching ourselves all over again. So tuning it into our listeners I want to kind of touch on the fact of what is something that someone who is thinking about pursuing something new, what can they do to get the goddamn ball rolling? Yes. Okay. I think first start with yourself. Do a little self-reflection, right? Take pen to paper because it's one thing that internal narrative you have or the inner dialogue you have with yourself uh, it's that running monologue and you actually have two to 3000 thoughts a day that run through your mind. So if you can put pen to paper, that's where you start to solidify those thoughts. So I would just do a little journaling as far as asking yourself some questions uh, before you then pursue maybe a little research. So things that you could ask yourself uh, is starting listing off two to three things you think you're really good at and then maybe reflecting on what you think was your greatest accomplishment to date and why did you succeed you know what jumps off the page of why you were successful in it and seeing if there's some underlying passion there with it 
And I, um, you can just continue to go on from there. I mean, we could list some questions maybe on our throwing.shine. Ooh, I love that idea. I love a journaling exercise. I feel I'm doing them a lot on quarantine and it's being, it's so helpful to help me kind of sort through my 3000 thoughts. Yes, I know. And then, and we can give other steps because then it could be where you seek out others within your inner circle. You know, it might be peers, colleagues, friends, former bosses, anyone, uh, you know, that, that knows you. And you call them up and you ask them similar questions. That is hard, though. That's putting yourself out there. But it's um, it's so helpful to do because someone might see something in you that you don't see within yourself. So I love to do that. Uh, it's hard, though. Potential, potential means so much more than people think. Yes. And that's what just touching on that, because that's what we do at cycle bar when we point out the good in someone and they go oh i didn't i never thought of it that way i didn't see that as a strength of mine and yes. there are different websites too um one is the via character uh survey or i can put the we can share that link um, oh please do cuz i love any online personal you know, yeah, what's personality? Yes, yes, yes. And that lets you you answer questions and character strengths. Sometimes, uh, similar to core values, you might think I didn't know that that was a strength. Like my number one strength on from this uh, from this website was love. Love was a number one strength of or character strength of mine, and I I was laughing, thinking I never considered that a strength, but that is when you can, when you can love yourself and offer love to others. So. Amen. That's a, that's RuPaul's mantra. Is it? Oh, RuPaul. Mm -hmm. If you, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? Sashay. Sashay. Mm -hmm. If you couldn't tell, I've been watching a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race on this quarantine. So if some of you are now lost, I apologize. (laughs) I... I need to go to a show, a drag queen show. They have one here in Charlotte. So when that reopens, I'm going to go to brunch and have a little fun. I, this is a little side story here. At a time in my teaching career where I was lacking confidence big time, one of my colleagues, a co-instructor named Jackson, told me, girl, you need to go home and you need to watch some drag queens perform. And when you get up to teach on that podium, you have to imagine you are a drag queen and you are nailing your lip sync. And I laughed at him and then I did it. And it was almost like one of the most helpful exercises I have ever done in my teaching career. That is gold. That is because drag queens are being the biggest version of themselves. Yes. And they're so authentic and they're not afraid to say who they are. Absolutely. So if you guys out there are are listening to this and thinking, oh, I've never watched drag queens perform. You're missing out. And also you're going to learn a lot. Yes. I love that. So Jules, why I loved what you said to me in a conversation. It was during this week. And you said, you gave me some ideas about how to or how you went about or how one of your friends went about finding their passion and, and, 
and pursuing um, other interests in this quarantine. Do you want to offer any advice out there for those who are, you know, just as you've reflected on yourself and your own passions and that you're, for instance, you're pursuing your creative outlet, one of your core values. And sorry, I know I just rambled there, but if there's even a question that I'm asking you, but if there's any advice that you could give. I would say if you're like me, a type jewels, and you take a little bit longer and you don't like being put on the spot or feeling underprepared. What is one step you can take today to educate yourself more about something you think you might have a little passion for? Because let's be clear, passion does not always present itself in full bloom, right? You may enjoy doing one of your hobbies and you might discover your passion for it as you explore it further. So if you've been dying to take a cooking class or you want to learn more about, uh, I have a girlfriend right now who's learning about how to do Excel, right? The Excel program. And it's helping her prepare her for a career she wants to pursue once the quarantine has broken. But Take one step that's going to give you a little more knowledge, a little more education, uh, a little more stimulus in your brain. I love it, Jules. I just got the butterflies. You just got me excited to pursue things. And that curiosity to always keep that within yourself so that that light can shine. Right. And not everything is going to be your passion. No, you can have hobbies that are just for your brain to feel good. Yes, right? or to laugh at yourself. To laugh at yourself. Or to laugh at yourself, exactly. So, I don't want anybody to walk away from this thinking, "Well, I love reading, and now I have to become a librarian, or you know, something along that line." I just explore, explore things you really like to do and explore things that make you feel good when you do that with a fresh lens and it will widen your perspective on things. Yes. I'm thinking that we're definitely going to have some uh, further education and maybe even a part two to this episode. What do you think? I would love that. And I can't wait. I want to know what others are pursuing during this quarantine I, I, yes, or what steps they're going to take. Yes, because it, it, that's what always inspires me because I can, I, I've always kind of known what I've wanted in life and I go after it, but it's always, it gives me uh, a gas in my gas tank when I see others doing it too. It keeps me going, you know? Yep. So. Yep, I agree. Well, I love you, Jules. I can't wait for episode three. I can't wait. Me either. Me either. I'm so excited. And again, you guys, follow us on Instagram, throwing.shine. If you have any questions, you want to chat, you can send us a DM or an email. Our email is throw.shine at gmail.com. Lolo and I love chatting it up with whomever needs a good chat, okay? So don't hesitate if you have questions or just want to say hi we would love to hear from you. And Lola, what's our goal listener? Uh, a sellout? Clicks? I don't know. I don't know the podcast. Term. Yes. How many, how, how many listens how many, do we want? How many v- plays? I, yeah. I w- I'm going to throw out one triple zero. So 1,000. 
Let's make that a goal. Let's make that a goal, right? It just, it just looks good on paper. Okay. So a G is like the equivalent to our sold out class. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, baby. I think we're going to do it. And I am, again, this whole podcast started because we started exploring a passion of ours. So go out there and start exploring like Dora. Okay. Boom shakalaka. Love you, Jules. All right, signing off. Love you, Lolo. Shine on, baby. Shine on. We really hope you enjoyed episode two. We had a lot of fun recording it. And just a reminder that we drop new episodes to Throwing Shine every single Sunday. So be sure to follow us on Spotify or Google Podcasts. And also... Instagram, I'm going to say it a third time, maybe even a fourth. So hit those follow buttons and shine on with us.